0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
1: What's up, everyone? Paul Poslac is here. Uh, Salvatore Cusmano, uh Brad Weisgerber, what up? Uh, and Mr. Matt Ishbia is on the line, CEO of UWM and United Shore, the parent company. How are you, sir?
0: Hey, great. Doing well. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. You guys doing well?
1: We're doing well, Matt. We're doing well. We appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, so obviously, you are the CEO and also um, president of United Shore um, what I really like about Matt's story, just so everybody knows in the audience is Matt's never really been given anything. He's kind of worked really hard for everything. Matt was a, Matt, you were a walk-on at, at Michigan state. Uh, you, you lived through that. You're part of the championship team years there. Um, and also when you started at, at, at UWM, you, your dad was like, Hey, why don't you come try to figure this out and see if you like doing this. And you, you were basically a sales manager. It wasn't like he gave you the company, right?
0: Yeah, actually when I started, I was, a uh... Taking facts off the fax machines and walking them to underwriters, and you know, I, I kind of did every job from closing to underwriting to secondary marketing to taking facts off the fax machine back when we had fax machines, and then I became in sales and kind of, you know, I learned the business from the ground up and I love it. You know, back then we had twelve people at the company; I was one of twelve people, and we figured it out and tried to grind and figure out how to make this right and, and build our business. And it's, uh, it's been a, lot of, a lot of fun actually uh, over the last fifteen years.
1: So, I want to put this in perspective for our audience. In two thousand three, you had how many employees?
0: I was the 12th person at UWM.
1: And today, how many employees do you have?
0: Uh, about a little bit over 2,700 people here at our company right now.
1: Right. So, I mean, here's here's the beauty of, of what Matt's done is is he's seen exponential growth, growth. right? Uh, you know, in 2011, I think you guys closed $1.8 billion. Uh, and this year, I think you guys are trending for $40 billion? Am I? Is that right?
0: Yep, absolutely. We're going to do a little over $40 billion this year, which uh, thanks to our great partners, we have so many great brokers and and partners throughout America. It's really and, and great team members here, so it's really a great combination, and we're having a great year.
1: So one of the, one of the questions that I, that really like rattles around in my head. There's three things I want to talk about. Just I, I do want to get into the history of UWM and how that got going. I do want to talk about um, why you believe the broker channel is the better channel. Obviously, you've bet big on that, and then obviously technology and what you guys are doing to be in the forefront of that. But let's start with the history. Um, early on you made a decision to bet on the broker and at that time the broker channel wasn't like a sexy place to, to be in right it was kind of like uh you know the, the the big banks and direct lenders out there were kind of taking over the market brokers kind of got decimated due to like regulation and they were kind of blamed for all the bad stuff that happened what made you decide at that point uh, very early on in your in your uh, career to bet on the broker
0: well you know you know I, i've always you know been prideful of not necessarily just following what everyone else does. And, and so a lot of people went to the big banks. A lot of people think the retail lenders and the branch models was kind of where everything was going. And I kind of took a step back and looked at it. And I kind of was always in wholesale and we had make a decision, you know, what, what's the future look like? And, and the fact of the matter is, when I did all the analysis, regardless of what everyone else was saying and all the rhetoric that the mega retail lenders and big banks want to put on TV and talk about, it comes back to what's best for the customer. Everything starts with the customer, so we, we we analyze what does the consumer really need. They need great service, great price, great options. And every time we did the analysis, it's always better for someone to be working with an independent mortgage broker. And so we did that, and we kind of looked around and said, "Gosh, no one else is saying this. Maybe I'm, I got to double check this work again. You know, like maybe I'm missing something." And then I started kept doing it and saying, "Gosh, it's better for the consumer to go to a broker." Why don't we focus on that? And then I thought, okay, well, what about the loan officers, the people that are actually talking to the consumer? What's better for them? Same analysis. Figure out where where should they be working at? Should they be working at a broker? Should they be working at a retail lender? Should they be working at a bank? And what I found out is they can serve their clients better when they're at an independent mortgage broker, and they can make more money themselves. But more importantly than that, they can give a better product, a better mortgage, better price, and better service than a retail lender can. And that's the majority of the time, if it's done right. And so it obviously got to be done. You got to be great. And so once we figure those two things out, we said, gosh, everyone's going left. We're going to go right. And we think that the best place to invest all of our capital, all of our technology, all of our now 2,700 people in is, is in the wholesale channel. And that's what we've done. And, uh, you know, not that, uh, you know, it's never over. You're always going, but it, right now, you know, the bets we made in 2011, 12 and 13 are really winning in 2017, 18 and 19, because, everyone else is starting to see it, that the broker is the best place. So consumers that are listening or watching or talking to people, they start to realize that you should be going to an independent. You should go to someone that can shop on your behalf. When you work for, when a consumer goes to a retail lender, that retail loan officer talking to them works for the lender. When you go to an independent, the loan officer works for the cons- c- consumer. There's a big difference. And so the alignment of incentives are aligned that way. And, and so we're, we bet all in on it and, uh, It's going well, and we're going to continue to bet all in it because whatever's best for the consumer usually pans out for everyone else, and that's where we're focused.
1: So yeah, man. I mean, I was very fortunate to be there early on uh, when when you know I kind of lived through a lot of that. Obviously, I was at that time. You did have more of a retail channel, and you know I was on that side at that time. But one thing that always struck me as, as, as surprising is you made a, another choice early on to focus on the purchase transaction and really kind of go after the higher end credit scores and, and, and not really kind of you know play in the mud and kind of just try to like take every deal, right? You, you were very cognizant of, of making sure that you were bringing in quality. So talk to me a little bit and talk to the audience a little bit about why that worked. What, what made you decide to do that? What your mentality was about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, first off, I, I, you know, when you were here, Paul, it was great. And when we, we decided to change from having a retail presence uh, to just wholesale and you and along with other people did a fantastic job of being part of that and, and our, a huge part of our success and our growth back then. And um, now, obviously, as you're independent and out there, you know, seeing the way we've done things on this side is hopefully helping you as you're building your business so successfully uh, in your market, which is awesome to see. And, and hopefully, you know, on the purchase side where you're, I know you thrive at helping people with purchases you and your company have done great. Um, same with us. You know, we've, That's what we focus on because the thing is when rates drop, refinances, everyone can lower their rate and lower payment and, and, and it's not that complicated. And there are some companies that are built just on that's what we do is refinance and obviously God bless them, but that doesn't, that's not a long-term thing as the rates have been going up. You can't always refinance and it's not always in the best interest of a consumer to shove them into a lower term or try to put them into an arm and change it out and give them cash out like that's not what's best for the consumer. So we always focus on what's best for the consumer. And when people are buying homes and making that American dream come true with a purchase for a husband and wife or um, you know, whoever it may be, um, that's what it's all about. And so we really focus on purchase, and that's where we've always differentiated on purchase. And purchases are more complicated. You have a lot of more people involved. You have a buyer and a seller, okay, not just one borrower refinancing. You have real estate agents, you know, title companies that are sometimes two title companies. So it's a much more complex scenario. And we figured if we're great at that and we do a wonderful job serving our clients in that, then we can obviously do the refinances. And that's kind of how it's worked and what we focused on, and and it's working well. And then on the client side, like what clients do we serve, it's all about a success story and making sure the client is happy. So back to client experience, we've chosen to only focus on the loans that we know we can deliver excellence. And if we can't deliver excellence, we tell them, hey, listen, this is not for us. Maybe someone else can do it, but we're not the best at everything in the world. It's like no one's the best at everything. We're the best at what we know we're best at, and that's purchases, that's certain type of clients that we can make sure we close on time fast, and then when they close in the house and make those keys, and our broker's there with them, they say, wow, what an amazing experience. I'm going to refer my cousins and friends to this broker, and then if that happens, that broker hopefully will work with us at UWM, and we'll grow. So if they grow, we grow, and that's the only way our business works, and so that's why we focus on the purchase and those
1: types of clients. Yeah, and for sure, Matt uh, and Sal, you know this. He, uh, being that you know Sal was at UWM as well, it left a mark on us. Like we're, it, it kind of matches our business model today. We're all purchase.
2: basically. I mean, we set everything up the way that UWM, you know, taught us to teach our brokers, yeah, right? And we modeled right after being after. able to use that that experience for them to translate that to our to our actual clients, yeah. right? We have the they have the visibility that we as a broker have with UWM. Everyone can communicate, everyone can talk, we can get the deal done. It's very smooth. There's a lot of options, a lot of programs. It's it's really what I think, you know, my experience at UWM led me to my next path in life, which is being a broker.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, Matt, you, you had a, an article in two thousand eleven and in that article your goal was to go from top fifty wholesale lender to top ten. Well, I think in two thousand thirteen, mm. you guys ended up being the number one lender in the country. Am I right about that one?
0: 2015, so it actually took a little longer but in 2015 and then obviously 16, seventeen and then we will be again this year so it's been four consecutive years now, but 15 was the first year but yeah, it was a lofty goal back then and you know still a lot, it's still a hard thing to do there's a lot of great competitors out there that we have to compete with every single day
1: yeah and today you've actually widened the the, the gap between you and, and and pretty much everyone else it's not even I, I feel like now watching you from the outside in it's like almost like how far ahead can you get now right?
0: Uh, And the way we think about it is, like, we have a lot of great competitors. And so we're focused on every day being great, being great every day so that you, you know, you you and Sal and Brad and your whole company, everyone that you work with, have an amazing experience. So you're like, wow, I got to get more clients towards UWM because they make me look good to the real estate agents and build your business. And so it's really big about that. And what's happened is over the last couple of years, we've got a lot of great competitors, but we've focused on helping our brokers, our partners, build their business and their reputation. And since they've built their business, we've built ours. And so, you know, and so that's kind of how we've grown. And yeah, I think the number two lender in the country is a company called Caliber Home Loans. They're a great lender. Um, and back then we were a little bit bigger than them. I think this year right now we're, you know, maybe three and a half, almost four times their size. We'll call it three times, whatever the number is. You know, we're significantly bigger. Does that mean we're three times better than them? No. It just means that our brokers that have partnered with us have grown probably three times faster than the brokers that have partnered with them. And so that's what we're all about is partnering with people that will partner with us. And it's, 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 it's got to be a a one-to-one ratio where everyone wins together. They win, we win, the consumers win, realtors win, and if everyone's winning, we're all in a good place.
1: Yeah, and I think part of your success, Matt, is you, you, and I've been in meetings uh, at the higher levels, and I know that you obsess about creating value for your partners. I mean, it is something that you constantly are thinking about. How do I add more value? And one of the reasons people use UWM and as an account executive that made my job easy, it was, listen, we do X, Y, Z, one, two, three, four, five. We do all this stuff for you uh, to really support our partners and, you know, it's it's impressive the amount of things that, that, that UWM has done and is looking to do. So talk to talk to the audience a little bit about what you think like the future holds. Like what because today you you offer a lot of bells and whistles, right? Uh that get, that make our lives I don't think we could do what we could what we do today without um a lot of the support that we have. So talk to us a little bit about what you see coming up and what else, you know, talk to us about a little bit about how you want to keep adding value.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the game. And at the end of the day, you know, for for, for us and then for you as well, in your company, you got to differentiate yourself on value. There's always price, there's always service, and there's always ease, right? Like, how do you make things easy, fast, great service, and a great price? Like, you do all those things. And so, the value adds come within those buckets. And so, how do you add value on price? How do you add value? I mean that might be by differentiating in different interest rates and offering different products where you can help your maybe a different MI program like mortgage insurance and so there's different ways to differentiate within that bucket and then the same thing goes for differentiation on service right and different, differentiating in technology and like so technology is a great example where like my job is to differentiate technology what does that mean that means make the process really easy for for you guys to work with us but more importantly make it so that you have something value for your consumers or for the real estate agents so you differentiate because once again the only way uwm has grown to where we're at is because places like your company paul sale brad you guys have grown and if you don't grow then i got no chance and so we have to differentiate in value and helping you be successful what matters to you making sure you take great care of your consumers make sure that the realtors understand that you will always hit that contract date and so that's what it's all about it's all about adding value and figuring out what does your customer need. And so. We're always talking about customers. What do our clients need? I've, you know, there's 100 of our clients are here today. Like I'm always talking to different clients and figuring out like, what, what can we do better? What, what would help you? And that's why we, we roll out some stuff today. We're rolling out some more stuff next week. We're always coming out with something to hopefully add value. And if it doesn't add enough value, we tweak it and tweak it and tweak it until it does. Or we say, hey, what should we do different? And, and that's why it's been great to have great partners throughout America who give us ideas. And we're going to keep tweaking it and uh, making things better and then leading the way, hopefully, to help you know, you build your business and then we'll build ours right next to you.
1: Yeah. And let's be realistic, uh, Brad. I mean, we talk about this all the time. We we talk about how do we add value to our real estate agents, our, our referral partners? How do we add value to our clients? And one of the things that I think UWM has done a very good job with is giving us some tools where we can say, hey, we've got some things that make us different, that we can add some value to to, to, to our partners. Wouldn't you say that, that that's true?
3: Absolutely. So – um one of those things is the marketing toolbox and things like that where we can create our own stuff. But, um, my question is you guys are getting bigger and bigger and more people are using you. Now it's not so much a differentiator for us anymore, or at some point it won't be right. So what what are your plans to keep, um, adding value to each individual account as you have more and more accounts? Are you going to start bracketing different accounts off? Uh, what, what is your plan there?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, the way I look at it is, you know, is it, with all the data with all the facts with the fact that if you went to an independent mortgage broker you will get a lower interest rate than if you went directly to the retail lender that's not an opinion that's a factual statement it's been proven over and over like with all these facts the mortgage brokers are still only 15 to 20% of the market they used to be plus 50 over 50% it's going back there and so that question you asked me, Brad, will be much more of a relevant question when we get back to 40, 50% of the broker channel, because right now you don't compete with each other. Right. Our brokers, we're all on the same team. You know, you, you compete with Wells Fargo, you compete with Chase, you compete with Quicken Loans, Bank of America. You know, these are the top four or five retail lenders in America. That's the competition, that, not an independent mortgage broker down the street from you. And so right, right now, we're all about adding value and growing the channel. But that will be a a, a a good question and something that I'm definitely thinking about already for 2020 and 21 when brokers become 25, 30 as they keep growing. Brad, absolutely, it's like well, hey, listen, if you're giving this to everyone, it's really not differentiating because we're all competing with each other as an independent broker. And I look forward to that problem and having to solve that problem. Yeah, that's I not, that's not that's it, a, I, don't,
1: that's, I, I know it's ways out the road, there, but yet. I'm just curious. That, I, I that's know, not a bad problem to have, brother. <laughs> I know. I,
3: I know Matt thinks super far ahead, and he's Matt, you're really smart. And, um, all right, all right. So relax, I, relax, I, I, relax. But one of the things, that I know you've been building out uh, a lot of your own technology, right? One of them is uh, you guys are building your own LOS because, I mean, you realize along with every other person in this industry that, Uh, LOS systems really suck and the good ones are really expensive (laughs) right so I'm really curious I've been meaning to ask you this when you guys are done with your LOS that you guys have built that's super easy for anyone to use are you planning on licensing that out to your accounts
0: you know so we've looked at a lot of things you know I think you know there's a lot of great technology um, opportunities in there you know we're definitely focused on the experience once you get into our system And then we got to think about how do we help you succeed and what are your obstacles that you may have um, trying to run your business. And so we definitely looked at building and saying, I got about 500, 475 actually IT people here technology innovators coming up with ways to help you guys build your business, be successful. So we're all, we we, we, label different things from a, what are the needs our clients have and how do we help solve for them? And I think what you're hitting on is one that's definitely out there. Uh, you know, we built our own for our own internal people internally to make sure that we can serve our clients faster and more efficiently. Um, now building one externally is something that's definitely been discussed. Um, but at the same time, we've got to make sure that it's, um, you know, it's got to get, you know, It's got to be something that will work for thousands and thousands and thousands of people across America. So we're definitely have looked at that um, and it's just figuring out where on the priority level does that stand or um, does, you know, from a perspective of what we can do. And so we're rolling out some things in the next week or two that aren't in that realm that are mostly focused on how do we make, you know, the inches, how do we pick up an inch Um, and every inch we pick up will help you guys be more successful. So it's definitely something on the table. We're not there yet. Um, But it's just from a priority perspective, we think there's other things that we can make add more value before we get to that level.
1: Yeah, and I I know you touched on this. You're super passionate about this. I want to hear from you why you believe uh, the broker channel is better than going to like a direct lender, you know, these wells and everybody else that you you mentioned earlier. What is it about the broker channel that makes it and gives someone an advantage uh, as a consumer?
0: Well, for a consumer, it's so easy. I mean, the the, the 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 facts of the matter are, the broker, the independent mortgage broker, has access to all these great lenders. So there's a lot of great lenders out in America, right? There's a lot of people you can go to directly. But if you go to the independent mortgage, they will shop on your behalf and get you the wholesale pricing. That you couldn't get on your own. So think about it. Like someone's like, "Well, it doesn't make sense. Like you want to cut the middleman out." No, no, no. Not mortgages. You actually need the middleman. Think about it. Like you're painting your house. Like you go to Sherwin Williams or a paint company. You get, uh, uh, um, you'll go out there and get a you know bucket of paint for whatever cost. But if your contractor who's painting your house, he gets a contractor discount that's what brokers are. They get you a contractor's discount on a mortgage. There'd be no reason to ever go to one of those mega lenders. You know, Like I said, there's a lot of successful companies, whether it's a Wells, whether it's a Chase, whether it's a Bank of America, whether it's a Quicken Loans, whether it's a guaranteed rate, successful companies out there. But you would always get a better deal if you went to them through an independent broker, or if you went to an independent broker that says, great, all those guys are great, but the best deal for you is that you know, Caliber at right? UWM or at right? like that's the broker's job. The expert, the contractor is going to get you the discount at all those places, and you will always get a better deal. And so it's a no-brainer for a consumer. Like you know, there'd be like we have 2,700 people at our company here. We don't even let them. We don't even do the mortgage form. We tell them you got to go to a broker. Go go talk to Paul at Omega. Go talk to other great people locally, and we'll set you up independently. And then. Hopefully the loan comes to us, but if it doesn't, it's okay, because what's best for the consumer is all that matters. And there's other lenders that might have a program or a price on a program that's better than what we offer, and that's perfectly fine because it's what's, you ought to start with the customer. You can't say, I want it all to come to me and be selfish about it because that's not what's best, and that's, just, that's a defensive play, not an offensive play. An offensive play is... Get the consumers to the best place, which is independent brokers, and independent brokers will get them to the best place. And sometimes it's my company, and sometimes it's other lenders, and that's perfectly fine as long as the consumers know they got to start with the broker. And if they do that, they're always going to end up winning, and so will we, and so will the whole industry, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and you know, a lot of companies in today's market are entering the wholesale space and trying to kind of dabble in it. Um with that being said you made a decision uh to go completely wholesale and completely cut out any retail you have zero retail loan officers at the company um which you know uh is, is not typical uh to, for a lot of companies because there's a lot of money to be made on the retail side um what do you how, how do you see that as an advantage why did you do that and and why do you think that it might not work to have um you know both factions in the same house uh for uh, the broker community
0: yeah, having both channels is what everyone else does, and it's, it's, it's not right, because I would not feel good about anyone getting a loan through my retail channel that has worse pricing than going through a broker that gives them a better deal. Like, why would I give a consumer a worse deal, like, directly? And, that, and that's just a, that's, a, that's a, the wrong mindset, and that's what a lot of people do, and you know what? It'll catch up to them eventually, right? You can't do that. You can't give a consumer a worse deal. And so the way we tell them is we want to give the consumers the best deal we can every single time, which is what I offer an independent mortgage broker. And so um, we're really big on that. And yes, you can make a lot more money if you do that in retail. Like I make more money on the retail loans, but that's chasing money. We chase success here at UWM. We're all about success. Money follows success every time. And so we're not sitting here trying to figure out oh, well, we can make more money if I told if I oh, the, this borrower called us directly, so I'm just going to make more money on the loan. That's a loser's mentality, and we're all about winning. And Winning is helping our partners grow, and if they grow and they help their consumers get a great mortgage and, and achieve their dreams, and all, we're going to end up winning at the end of the day. I'm not worried about that. So the mindset has to be do right by others, take care of the consumer. It all starts with the client. The client is the consumer, and what's best for the consumer? It's, it's it's going to a broker, and so yes, a lot of people have started playing in the wholesale market, but they're playing in it because, hey, uh, people are there's it's, business is slow, My, there's less refis in the market, or hey, uh, you know some of our, our loan officers left us, so let's start going to the wholesale market, but they're not being genuine about doing right by customers and partnering with people. And, and that's where the difference is. And it can work for a year. You can throw a price out there. You can throw a special out there. You can do a commercial, like all this stuff. It's great. God bless everybody. But long-term, long-term winnings take, takes, takes time and takes grind and takes consistency. And you have to be consistently great every day. And that's really hard to do in wholesale. And, and that's why a lot of people don't play in wholesale because you're not captive to me. No, no consumer, like your consumers, of bro- excuse me, brokers that we work with they're loyal to me until they're not, and they love us until they don't, and if, we have a bad, if they have a bad experience today, tomorrow they use my competitors, and, and it's a really hard way to live, but if you're in a retail, like where these people all invest their money in, you're captive. You, you can have a bad experience today, and there's really nothing the loan officer can do or the consumer can do. They have, to either, they have to stay with you, and so that's the difference, and that's why the independent way is always better, and we've invested in the independent. Of helping brokers succeed, and we have to compete for our business every single day. It's like it's like training every day. Like, it's like think about if you're like an MBA player. Like you, if you every single day, you had to compete to be on that team. And if you didn't play well, they can cut you that day. You don't get paid tomorrow. Like you'd be really good. You'd be executing flawlessly. But it, or if you sign, like the retail is like you sign a seven-year contract. It's like well, I'm getting paid for seven years. It's kind of I'm set. Right. Like I don't have to worry. I'm not grinding at 9, 8, nine 9 p.m. tonight because tomorrow I'm getting paid either way. They can't cut me. And so that's kind of how we think about it in, in wholesale. It's like I'm on a one day contract every single day, a one loan contract. And if I'm not great, someone else would love to take that next loan. And so that's where we compete every day.
3: So Matt, uh, you touched on it a little bit, but I mean, some people would say that's a really smart decision. Some people would say it's a really convenient uh, decision because the industry is in cycles, right? So right now we're on the up cycle where refis are going away, interest rates are rising. So a big portion of what a retail channel does for a company is client retention, right? A lot of refis. Um, Since rates are rising and that kind of client retention is basically going to be minimal going away, a lot of people would say that's very convenient for you and wait, give it, give it six years when we, when we start to make the downturn uh, as far as interest rates and refis are coming back. Watch, they'll come back at retail. What are your plans for retail in the future? Are there any?
0: Zero plans. Never, there's no reason to be in retail when I got 35,000 awesome loan officers that are independent yeah. brokers out I mean, there. All get to send so retail is a cop-out. Right. Being a retail... If I, oh, I, of course I can have a retail business. I mean, we're, if you put retail and wholesale combined, we're the, depending on the numbers, the third, fourth, or fifth largest mortgage company in America. If you talk just purchases, we're the second largest right behind Wells Fargo in America, and that's, and that's not even doing retail. And so we, we definitely I get those numbers, and I know that the retail champ, but that's, the thing is, I got 35,000 amazing loan officers out there that we can work with, and I have to earn their business every day. And so it's a cop-out to say, well, why don't i just go do retail, or when rates drop, I'll just start the retention. But that, that's a loser's mentality. That's a money-grab moment. It's not a long-term business play. And so, yeah, definitely. And, and it's the same thing in reverse right now. People are doing the money grab moment to come into wholesale, right? Like, oh, well, retail, refis have slowed down and retail's like, great. Well, I got to get into wholesale right now then. Wait, that's great. That's a money grab moment. God bless everyone. Come on in. But the long-term players and, and most mortgage brokers get it, right? They know who the long-term partners are. And when, when you can look someone in the eye and say, I'm looking to help you grow and help you build your business. I'm not only here about myself. That's a, that's a powerful statement. And when you can actually back it up with, facts and data rather than just rhetoric. It's a big difference. And that's what we're all about. We're we're focusing on helping our clients grow. And there's no desire ever to be in retail because retail is the wrong channel. Like I wouldn't even want, if I could get all my consumers to come directly to me rather than the brokers, I wouldn't be able to deliver as great of a product and price and service as my brokers can because I'm not the right lender for everything. There's no one lender in America that can do every loan. And that is the right, again, price every loan great and can give great service. It's just not possible. That's why independent mortgage brokers are so valuable because they know, they know where UWM strengths, they know where Flagstar's strengths are. They know where um, Calber's weaknesses are or Quicken's weaknesses are or Quicken's strengths are or Caliber's strengths are or our weaknesses are. Like, you know where to go with them and no consumer could ever know that because they do a mortgage once every three to five or seven years. You got to go to the expert. You know, you gotta go to the expert, which is the mortgage broker, and we have no desire to try to be everything to everyone. We're just gonna be the best wholesale men in America and consistently serve our clients, our brokers, and their clients, the consumers, every single day.
2: And yeah, I think that's a probably one of the greatest points of being a mortgage broker is the ability to adapt to the environment, the situation, the raising rate right environment, a falling rate right environment knowing where your next loans are going by having the technology and the information from them. So I think that technology which I think Paul is going to touch on mm-hmm. here shortly is is largely probably where things in my eyes are going to be driving who's the next, you know, or who is who will continue to be the best lenders out there by what they can offer to their partners.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll get into the technology. I have just two more questions on, on the, on the broker is better topic. So uh, Matt, recently the Association of Independent Mortgage Brokers, or AIM, was created uh, to like, you know, they're bringing brokers together across the country. UWM was an early supporter of this. I think there's a conference coming up here in like nine days uh, where a lot of people are going to be getting together. Um, very early on, UWM supported this initiative. And I think it's it's a you know, telling obviously, but tell tell the audience and tell everybody that's listening why you think this organization is actually super important.
0: Well, I think with anything, you know, there's thirty five thousand independent loan officers in America. And so that that group of brokers is the largest mortgage company in America by far. There's no one you can add the top couple mortgage companies because they don't have thirty five thousand loan officers. And so, if you think of it that way, problem is they were acting all independent. They're all, you know, three person here, five person there, and it's hard to have a voice. What this association is doing, along with NAM, had tried to do in the past, and NAM has done a good job, by the way. I'm a supporter of NAM as well as his National Association of Mortgage Brokers. But what I think this association, association of independent mortgage experts, aim has done a fantastic job of is really uniting them and giving them a voice and a strength. So now they're actually speaking as. 30,000 loan officers, rather than speaking as yes, five and three. And people are listening. Lenders like myself, I have to react. I have to react to what AIM says and does and thinks because they represent the, a huge amount of mortgage brokers throughout America. And so it's really the key to mortgage broker success is having a voice. Because if they're all independent, then lenders can do what they want and can, can, and can take advantage and do things the wrong way. And there's really nothing you can do about it. That's, what, that's the truth of the matter is when you're a three-person shot. Because it's just not as big as a 30,000, 30, even a 5,000. So, as AIM has grown and been more successful, lenders have had to react and lenders had to sharpen their policies, make things better, invest in wholesale even more. Or, guess what? They all talk to each other. You don't have a chance. And so uh, AIM is so critical to the success of independent mortgage experts and uh, brokers and even, even, you know, correspondents that own and write their own. It's like, independent companies have to uh, be a part of it, and they are, to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually speaking at that event, uh, I think it's October 20th, um, next weekend. Uh, I'm speaking at that event, and I'm proud. I'm excited to see everyone out there and really uniting together, un- a unified group is so much more important, more than a a bunch of independents that don't have any, uh, you know, focused voice. And so, you know, Anthony Casa, um, Mark Summers, um, that whole group that started that thing and got it going has done a fantastic job and we're proud to support it. And really anything, anything that supports mortgage brokers, we support. And, And the why is because they all support consumers, and that's the best place for a consumer to get a loan. And so we're all in on that. And so AIM has been great. We're excited to be there. And, you know, mortgage brokers are out there listening to it. Obviously, hopefully they're, they're there too because it's going to be a huge show. I think it's going to be the biggest show, um, at least from the numbers I was told, um, by the people at AIM biggest show of any mortgage event that uh, in, in years um, from a broker perspective so it's gonna be awesome
1: yeah I've seen a lot on it it looks re- like a really really good show unfortunately I can't go um, uh, and uh, to piggyback off that so aim was started and then uh, you know an offshoot kind of was brokers rallying against hotel lending or brawl you know it's in the news you know a brawl broke on the, uh, in, the in the mortgage industry so on and so forth um, they, they created like a scorecard for all these, uh, all these lenders out there. And the, the word wholesale is kind of a, a new to the industry, right? Nobody really had uh, coined a phrase like that. Um, what does wholesale mean, and why do you believe it's dangerous to the brokers?
0: Well, it's really an important thing going on in the mortgage market right now. It's kind of like kind of tied to what we just talked about having a voice. You know, for years and years and years, even back when we were small enough uh, at our company, when we were a broker, right? Or, or even a small course, but like, like you'd sell loans to an investor, so not a lender, not a partner, an investor, and that investor would then think that they bought your customer and the loan, not just the loan. And so what Brawl came out and basically said was, Hey, guys, if I'm gonna send my customer, I'm I got this customer that I'm working with, and I'm gonna place them with you at your company. Make sure you treat them well, first off, which is critical. And make sure you respect the that I have that relationship. It's not your relationship. Like, I'm bringing you to them. And what happened was, this is not what's been going on. A lot of wholesale lenders forever have said, I'm buying the loan and the customer. Like, thanks, Mr. Broker. I'm paying you a fee. You're out. You're out of the way. This is my customer. And that's what a lot of lenders, and that's why people would still invest in wholesale, because they're saying, like, well, I'm, why are you in wholesale? Well, I'm trying to buy up a bunch of customers, so when the next refi boom hits... I'll refinance them. And what Brawl basically came out and and it didn't really do anything besides educate co- brokers and shed, like it's like it's like there's some shady stuff going on, and all of a sudden, boom, you put a light on, and everyone kind of scattered and said, Oh, we weren't doing that, we weren't gonna do that. And it's like a lot of rhetoric around that we're not doing that. But the truth of the matter is, you know, whose customer is it? Like nobody owns the customer, but the truth of the matter is you got to respect the relationship and who started that relationship. And so the relationship between a broker and that consumer has to be sacred and has to be respected and it's not to be, you know, violated by a lender like us or any other lender. And so that's what Brawl brought out. And, uh, you know, for the most part, um, lenders have reacted positively to it. Uh, even like lenders like us have that have always been so pro broker, we've even improved from it. So it's been a positive. We've like, Oh, that's a good point. We hadn't thought about doing that. So we're doing that now too. And we've done things to really support brokers. And then there's been some lenders that basically said, eh, We're not going to do that. That's not how we believe. Um, And and by the way, I respect those lenders for saying that. And then there's some lenders that say, oh, we're going to do that, but they're really not, right? And so there's some lenders that basically want to say one thing and do another. That's the problem. Like, Hey, everyone has their own business model. Like if some places and I've there's some companies out there, they said, Hey, we don't believe in that we're buying the loan and the customer. And that's just the way it is. Um, but we give a great price and great service. Please use us. Like, I respect that. I don't agree with that business, but I respect at least that they're honest and forthright. But there's been some that say, we're not going to do it. And then they still do it and try to hide. And then they're saying, Oh, don't worry about it. And try to divert and sell around it. And that that's causing an issue. Um, because, brokers out there are saying, wait, I mean, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to build a business. I'm not trying to just do loans. So if you start thinking relationship and long-term rather than transactional and short-term, that's where brawl comes in, and so it's basically made brokers start thinking long term rather than short term, and it's uh, really changed the game. It's made everyone aware of what's going on, and it's been a I think of a, a positive thing in the industry um, because it's helped brokers succeed further, which helps consumers as well.
1: Do you see any of those lenders that are on like the the, the naughty list, let's call it, or the 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 lower level of that that are really capital rich that, that you know are looking at the market and kind of, you know, saying okay, we're going to go after this part of the this segment of the of the business. I know that UWM has been doing this for so long that you're so far ahead, but, you know, these guys have a lot of capital. Do you see, like, are you ever looking back in the, in the rear view and saying, okay, all right, so they're, they're, they're starting to come up. Okay, I'm, I'm seeing they're doing acts, right? Is there any, like, thought about that, or are you just moving forward?
0: Not at all. It doesn't even cross my mind. You know, like, when you're on top, everyone's going to take a shot at you. Everyone's going to say what they want to say. And it's easy because you're, you're, you're on the bottom, and people just want to say what they want to say. And so – um, doesn't even cross my mind to be honest with you. People have a lot of capital. People that are big banks. People that are going to join the market and going to come in. Like, hey, it's it's a lot easier to say you're going to do something than actually do it. And so to come in the market and compete, like I, I'm supportive of anyone that comes in and competes. Like I think it's actually healthy. Like I asked me like, wait, would you think? <laughs> Fantastic, because the better the wholesale lenders are the better the mortgage broker channel is. And even if my market share at UWM from 21% or 23%, whatever it is today, down to 15%, but it was, a 50, it was a bigger channel because the channel is stronger, I'm all supportive of that. I want healthy competition. What we have a problem with and what Brawl brought up was like people that were disingenuous, people that are in the market for now because rates have went up, it's convenient, that I better get in wholesale right now um, be, because I need to buy some customers and I'm not getting them through my refi channel and so now I want to come into wholesale, and then when it changes, I'm going to go back. And I'm not going to tell you that, but I'm going to sit. That's what I'm going to do. And so that, that, that's been more of an issue, and it's, it's been obvious. And a lot of lo- brokers know this, and there's a lot of brokers that have fought back against that type of behavior, and it's pretty evident in our market. So do I look at um, any one or two or three competitors as, as an issue? No, I don't. I look at them as if you're not good for brokers, I got an issue with you. And that's why I tell people all the time like, I'm, I have no issue with any of my competition, I have an issue with my brokers competition. In my broker's competition, people that are doing wrong by them, that's who I'm fighting. Like the enemy of my, of my friend become, you know, is my enemy as well. And that's how I think about it.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, and speaking of that, obviously, there, you know, it's, it's really competitive. It's a really competitive business. So you, you, I mean, really like uh, this whole initiative, like you said, competition is good. Let's see what happens. I'm really interested to see what happens with all, with all this that's going on. Let's talk about technology, uh Matt. Uh obviously you guys spend a lot of money. I've been in your technology part of the uh, the company. It's really grown. The new building's amazing. They've got all the resources in the world. And you guys are really really pushing the technology envelope comparatively speaking to a lot of other wholesale lenders that haven't really spent a lot of time, money and and, and resources on it because it is, it is an expensive endeavor and you you chose early on to do it. Why is it so important for UW, UW, UWM to provide great technology to brokers? Uh, obviously, for us, we know why it's important. We don't have the resources to, to create all this technology. Um, and for you, what made you decide to, to really spend the money and really go after the technology piece?
0: Well, you know, not just the mortgage industry, but every industry. Technology is only going to become more and more relevant. You know, it's just going to be more. There's not less technology. It's not like we're not going to go back to faxing things again, right? This is not how the world's going to be. And so... Technology is the key. And so a lot of times um, independent mortgage brokers, our customers don't have, you know, 475 IT, but they probably have four people, the whole company, five people, 10 people they're independent. And, that, and that's good for consumers because they are able to offer the consumer have low overhead. They can offer the consumer a better all in deal. They can make less um, margin on the loan and be able to pass that margin on to the consumer. So technology so that's good, but the problem is where everyone thought brokers were going to go away and struggle was only because that they didn't have the technology. And how are they going to compete in the technological environment? And that's what a lot of the mega lenders were hoping for, is that brokers weren't going to be able to compete. Well, we basically said, well, in order for our customer to thrive and for the consumer to get great deals, we got to build the technology and give it to them. And that's what we did. We built the technology. We made applications to help brokers, independents, cons- compete with these mega lenders that are building this stuff and basically make it so that it's not captive to us. Like here, here's the technology, uh, Paul and your team. And, but we still got to earn the loan. Like this is just a partnership thing. Here's the technology, but hopefully we earn the loan too, but it doesn't have to come to us. And that, that do right by others with no expectation of anything in return is a, is a, is a mindset that most people won't do, but if you do it, you're going to thrive. And so technology, we have 475 IT people. I always tell people I, when I speak, Talk to Broker, like, oh, well, I don't have any IT people. I go, you have 475 IT people. Because everyone on my team is on your team. All we're doing is building it for you. And that's how we think about it. We're trying to help you grow and help you succeed. And if you need this technology, great, we'll build it. And we'll give it to you. And it's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that we're doing besides helping you be successful so that you can serve consumers better at a great, great price, great service, and an easy process. And that's really what it comes down to.
1: Awesome, just a couple more questions, man. We'll be all set. Uh, just real quick, oh, sure. uh, do you ever see um, technology you know it's you know the digital mortgage everybody's trying to get you know from soup to nuts get it done on your on your phone on the app get it all, all squared away and get have a mortgage within five six days do you see that do you see is that where we're going uh in your opinion or is it going somewhere else because it's hard to tell today because a lot of you know there's no real digital experience just yet and i'm, I'm interested in, in your opinion on what you see you know the the actual technology how how will that actually enhance or change the process
0: so there's really going to be more technology, not less. Now, I'm a real big supporter of what I consider human-enabled technology. You need humans, people, because of relationships, to use the technology to make them more efficient. So what's going to happen is I don't see, like, put my thumb on a phone and I get a mortgage. Like, just a silly concept. It's not realistic right now. Now, could that happen in 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah, when that happens, every mortgage company you've ever heard of is gone. It's just going to be, it's just, there's, no, there's nothing left. Because all the funding, is just done. But that's not happening now, and I don't see that happening for a long time, because you know what? Mortgages aren't like airplane tickets. It's not a commodity. It's 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 a relationship thing that happens once every three, five, seven years, and it's a big deal. And most people, although we, you and I, and all, you know, Sal and Brad, we live in this every day, so we know every nuance of this, but... The most, most normal people, most of them don't involve, they, they don't know any of this. They don't even care about this because when they, even if they get really into the weeds of the mortgage interest rates in the market and they're not doing it again for five more years or three more years. So they're not experts. And so you need to have that expertise. Like, it's like, it's like, will there ever be knee surgeries being done without a doctor in the room? Like, I I'd probably bet against that. Like, I think I don't get a knee surgery that often. I mean, maybe the doctor will use some cool technology so I can do it in 15 minutes rather than two hours, and uh, you know, like maybe that will happen, but I'm still going to have a human in there talking to me, explaining to me what's going on, and, and handling it. It's like, so that's how I think about mortgages. They're like a knee surgery. You need to have an expert that focuses on knee surgeries, which is a broker, and at the same time, you can't just think it's going to just be completely technology gone. So human-enabled technology is how we think about it, and it's going to continue to be that. Um, for a long time. And so what will happen, though, naturally, and what we're already seeing in our mortgage industry, is with the technology, and this isn't even more, just every industry, when technology comes, it creates efficiencies. And the more efficient things are, what happens is margins get compressed. So the, the amount of money you can make on a loan is less. So think about airline tickets. Once again, once they were able to do it all online, like it all of a sudden, it, you, you had to be really competitive on your price, or you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to get that Customer, He'll pick a Delta flight instead of a, you know, a United flight or whatever it may be. <clears throat> so mortgages technology is going to create lower um, margins across the board. So the people that have the biggest margins, the people that have, that make 400 basis points, um, 500 basis points on a loan, they're getting hurt first. And then the ones that make 300, then 200. And so then brokers like yourself, instead of making an average of you know, 100, 150, you have to make it a little bit less. Or on 200 basis points, you have to make 150 to 125. Like that's going to happen. you have to do more business, but it will be easier to do more business because of technology. So margin compression will happen with technology in all industries because efficiencies are created. So you have to cut some of the costs out. And that's what's going to happen more than just you know, push a button and get a mortgage. But it is the, the timing is fine. I mean, we're closing loans, and, and you guys know this because you guys work with us and we partner together on these, and we're closing loans. And, Seven, eight, nine, 10 days a lot. And the average we have right now is like 12, 13 days in our company. Like it's happening fast. Um, and so it, it you know, we'll get faster to seven, eight days. Yeah, probably. But you know, it's not going to be, you know, thumbprint mortgage, you know, if that makes sense.
3: So are you worried at all that, um, you are kind of feeding the destruction of your own business? So like, uh, you, to your point, you want to build all the technology. You're such a to, fatalist. You, just, it, you want to build all the technology to help the the broker, right? Well, a lot of independent brokers are out there because they can have a shop of three, four, five, six, ten guys, and the margins hefty enough where they can make a decent living and be happy. Well, to your point, as technology grows, margins get slimmer, um, people drop out, competition goes down. Uh, the mortgage brokers are going to start slimming because the the juice isn't going to be as worth the squeeze. So, are you worried at all about your um, your technology kind of
1: depleting so, your it's customers. it's going to
0: happen anyways. Yeah, so two things. What you just said, it's going to happen anyways and we have to help lead it, but that's not how it's really going to happen. So my I think of it a little differently is right now a, a loan officer, you guys you work 50 hours a week and you make $2,000 a month. Obviously you make more hopefully uh in a month, but just giving you an example, okay? What's going to happen and you have five loans and you make that money, whatever the numbers are, okay? Well, in the future with technology, you're going to still work 50 hours a week, but you're going to do 10 loans to make that $2,000 in that example, but you're going to still work the same amount of time. You're just going to have to do more units. And so, no, I don't think it at all, like, if this if technology comes, the brokers are the last ones to get hurt. The last ones. like the last man standing is a mortgage broker because they are the most nimble, the lowest overhead, they are the, and they have the best price and the most access to lenders. No question about it in my mind, they're the last man standing. So I actually think the reverse that this is going to happen either way. And how far does it go? Does it go down where brokers and originally only make 100 basis a hundred base points alone, but they can do 20 loans a month instead of the eight that they do right now. Like they're going to still be okay. They're just going to be more efficient. But the big lenders that have these 400, 500 base point margins, they're the ones that are going to get squeezed and pinched the hardest. And those models don't work. And we're seeing it happen. I mean, there's layoffs left and right in the mortgage industry because people are saying, well, the numbers don't add up and they can blame the industry and employment industry, all this stuff they want to tell you, the truth is their model doesn't work. The broker model works and we're all in on the broker model and we're going to continue to be all in on the broker model uh, going forward.
2: Yeah, I think that if you look at the future, right, it'll be interesting to see who made that investment in the next five, ten years, right? Where let's say a mortgage does get down to a three or four day process where everything's pulled in instantly. However, with the margin compression, is it worth it for, let's say, Wells Fargo to invest in that technology, right? And, right, like you said, the, the broker has the ability to latch on. I mean, essentially, in a matter of 60 days, open up their own business and latch on to a lender or a wholesale lender that has that ability to make them cutting edge and deliver that mortgage to the consumer, which will be very interesting to see as well what happens with the broker community. Like, I almost wonder if there'll be large uh, brokers that merge, right, like nationwide brokers. Who yeah, that will happen. Yeah,
1: happen for sure. I think that will happen for sure. You know, one thing that's happening that, that we're battling, I think, as a company is the race to the consumer as well, Right. Like we're battling huge marketing spends. We're battling technology. We we don't get to the consumer first in our industry, generally speaking, because we don't have. We're the, battling our own marketing spends,
2: right? Let's say you co-market with Zillow. Yeah. Uh, they're a mortgage lender.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: And essentially, yeah. right. Well, it,
0: well, that just comes down to a, a it comes that that comment on Zillow, and you know, I have nothing against Zillow, but I, the way I and, and I don't know anyone there. Bullshit, man. So I, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> What's that? I
1: said it's bullshit. I hate Zillow.
0: Yeah, well, but the thing is, and that's how most mortgage people think, it, that are business people, just like you said. Because the truth is, you're my, you're my competition. Like, Zillow just became your competition. And so if they become your competition, how, how are you spending money and helping them fund their business? right? And so that, that's how we think about it here is like, hey, I'm helping everyone, everyone. But if, once you become my competition or the competition of my customer, then you're, you become my enemy. And so, like when someone like someone's like, oh, well, Zillow's this, but they spend twenty eight thousand dollars a month. Well, don't complain about Zillow being your competition if you're giving them twenty eight thousand dollars a month, right? That's your competition. <laughs> right. So, how do you handle that? Right. Um. And you know, and, and everyone's got to handle it their own way. Like some people think like me, and some people don't, and that's okay. But just you gotta you gotta understand those thoughts.
1: Yeah. So the, I've got one one question, and so what I was saying is there's there's these these large companies that are going consumer direct and are really gobbling up a lot of the you know the 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 clients before they even get to us as a broker. Uh, for us, our play right now is is c- coupling with a real estate agent, and making sure we've got really good relationships, kind of market a little bit as much as possible in our communities. But the reality is a lot of people, their first search is online and they're kind of getting – you know, going lending tree, whatever it may be. And these big companies that have these huge spends have the ability to go consumer direct where we don't have – we can't – it's very difficult for us to compete and get to the borrower first, which for us would be very valuable as a broker to have that currency to use in our market with our partners. Be, there would be nothing more valuable than saying – I've got 50 pre-approvals or 25 pre-approvals that I'm going to refer to my, you know, real estate network. And that would really change the game for a, a broker. It, it, and I guess my question is to you is how can we compete on that level and try to go, you know, get to the consumer first? And the other question is, have you thought about any type of initiative that would help a broker like us get in front of them and actually create, create our currency that we can use in a market?
0: So, yeah, it's definitely a, a concern, um, and especially um, where do the customers come from? Where do they start? Do they start with the realtor? Do they start online? And and then where? How's that flow work? You have to understand that flow. On a side note, uh, just what you just described, Paul, how hard it is to get in front of that client the first time makes the comments that we talked earlier about the whole lenders, even that much more available. it's so hard to get a customer the first time. Why would you put them in the arms of someone that's really going to go, going to go after them the second time? Like it's so hard. It's hard to get business. It's hard to wow someone. It's like, it's just a crazy concept. So that's kind of how it ties in. It's, it's so hard to get a first loan. And so what you're just describing is that some of these lenders that really invest in technology have helped are able to get to those clients first before you can even compete. And so, yes, it's definitely something we're looking at to help, um, independent brokers compete in that market. So everything that you need to do to compete so that, because at the end of the day, and one of the big things we're doing to help them compete is educating consumers. You know, when I go on to CNBC or any of these things, the only benefit for me is to educate consumers. Makes your consumers know that you should go to an independent mortgage broker. There's a website called FindAMortgageBroker.com. You'll find a local person like that's where you go find someone that can help you with your own. FindAMortgageBroker.com, and that's why I'm on those shows trying to talk about it. Because the truth is, educating consumers and realtors about this is is is, is an uphill battle because they they, it, they they don't know what they don't know. And so that's an opportunity. And so and then at the same time, helping you get in front of those leads quicker. When they come through is some technology and some things that we 're working on as well, not quite ready, but there's some ideas that we have behind it that could maybe help um, you guys compete in that role.
1: do you ever see a company that that has that spend that is is cultivating all these uh, consumer direct leads and, and do you ever see a company like that who wants to compete in the wholesale space because because I do see that as a huge benefit? What if uh, you know they decided tomorrow and this is never going to happen let 's say tomorrow they said we're actually going to start funneling funnel, funneling all these to our our brokers right do you see that ever happening? you mean like converting a retail no. channel to' it, the brokers? It's this not gonna... no that's I'm saying what, I'm, so, I'm saying that if these people that have all these leads that are that are like doing all this marketing and you know they potentially have a wholesale division if they decided tomorrow to say you know what we're gonna split it in half and we're gonna give all our brokers all this currency in the market and we're just going to start feeding them all. That would be really valuable to like, – so like it's like I, I feel like you've got to th- – if I were you, I'm just saying I would be like thinking about that. Like how do I – do I, I don't even think it will happen, but it is something to, be, to talk about.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen and here's why. They might try to say it's going to happen, but what they make so much money on their retail loans, they would not uh, give the ones – except for the ones they can't do. You know, like, oh, we can't get them to go or left with us because it would be better. Like, but you, 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 the only way to do that is to not have a retail channel. And if you made the brokers a retail channel, that would be a powerful statement, and that would be good for all brokers across America. But that's not the concept that these guys are doing and how they think about it. It's like, hey, we can't get the loan done. Let's talk to this broker. And then, you know, and then there's always – you always got to work on RESPA and, and, and the legalities of making sure if you give something, someone, someone something of value with the expectation of something in return – that's a resub violation, and so you can't give a lead to someone um, without uh, them paying for it, obviously. And so there's there's a lot of nuances in there, but what I, I definitely see people trying to um, be competitive in that respect. But the reality is, um, you know, they'll give leads. people will give leads leads that they can't get done, or the borrower's not calling them back for after their first nine attempts. Well, well, great. Have Paul call them. Have someone else call them, you know. And, and then it's it, it, then is it giving you value or is it just giving you more work? And, you know, with a very low percentage of return. And so a lot of times brokers aren't really built for that. Brokers are built for relationships and working with realtors and working in their local community. And that's how they thrive. And I think that's what consumers want. And I think that's what really brokers want. And so there's definitely some things we've think about, think about in that world. And I think there's definitely something that could come. But I don't think that it's uh, in the way you described it, although hey, I've been wrong before, I'm wrong a lot. So I'm, I'd be it'd be a positive thing for brokers in general because the wholesale channel growing, back to my earlier point, is a win for consumers and is a win for UWM and is a win for every mortgage lender in America that's in wholesale.
1: All right, Matt, uh, really appreciate you having on the show. I mean, it, everything you've talked about is, is is really enlightening and I hope our, our audience kind of got something out of it. If you had any parting words uh, for the audience, uh, this is the time, Matt.
0: Well, no, just thanks for having me, guys. You know, I really believe and I'm passionate about that brokers are the best place for a consumer to get a loan and it's the best place for a loan officer to work. And those two facts are why I believe this channel is going to continue to grow. And so we're proud to be part of it. We're proud to be the leader in wholesale and we're going to continue to partner with the great people across America. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like We're just getting started. You know, eight, two thousand Team with our back best year of all time at UWM, and we're just getting started to where we're going. We're, we're not even we're not even in the second inning of where we want to be. So there's a lot of opportunity, and we're excited to go out there and continue to partner with people like yourselves and other great brokers in America.
1: Well, congratulations on all your success, and obviously we, we appreciate your partnership. Appreciate that's it, guys. Time. Yeah, that's it, guys. We're all done. Matt, thank you again. Um, pl- uh, roll the Thanks, mut- guys. Yeah. Appreciate all of you. Have a wonderful day, man. Thanks. Right, bye, 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 bye.
0: You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available.